Welcome to Illinois Family Spotlight, a conversation about issues of the day from a biblical perspective, as well as highlights from interviews, conferences, and events. Here's Monty Larrick. Thanks for making Illinois Family Spotlight part of your day. Monty Larrick here. State Senator Darren Bailey is a conservative pro-life candidate for governor. He's a downstate farmer. He and his wife founded a Christian school. What makes you think, Darren Bailey, that you can win the March 22 primary? Well, uh, Cindy and I and, and my team have traveled all over the state, including the inner parts of Chicago, the south side, the west side, and uh, people are hungry for change. They're hungry for something real, and I think we bring that something real to the table. I've got two years as a state rep. I've stood up against the system. I've told people the truth, and I think people, uh, you know, they, they respect that, and, uh, and they're ready. Probably the, the biggest ingredient in that is hard work ethic. So, uh, you know, bringing that to the table, working circles around everyone, getting out and about, putting the, you know, putting the uh, miles on, putting the time in, and, and giving people the hope that they need, and they're, they're, they're accepting it well. Are they accepting it well here in the Chicago area? They actually are. Uh, the establishment cannot grasp that because I don't quite talk like them. I'm not quite educated like them. My, my maneuvers in Springfield aren't quite like they've always been, so they can't really wrap their minds around it. And they're a little bit concerned about that because of this word, two words, transparency and accountability, of which I hold dear on my farm and my life and everything that I've done. I'm bringing that to government, and people don't like that. You do have a bit of a twang. I, I kind of <laughs> noticed that. <laughs> yeah, it gets noticed everywhere. <laughs> well, you're a downstater and a conservative. You kind of touched on it, but the people who say, well, you know, he's got some great ideas, but he just can't win in a statewide election because, well, you're not from Cook County or one of the collar counties. What do you say to that? I'm going to leave that up to the people because most of those friends who are saying that are the establishment on both sides of the aisle. And uh, they're just not used to something real. They're not used to a grassroots movement. They haven't seen that in a while. That's what's going on in our campaign. Well, I've heard you speak in Effingham and out in Shorewood. On a Wednesday night, you drew 300 people. What is it about your message that you think is really connecting with people? Well, common sense. Common sense, principled values, the, the actual life that people live every day, I am that. That's where I come from. That's what I continue to, uh, to live. That's what I continue to emulate, a faith in God. People are ready for the restoration of all things that have been taken away, and our government continues down this slippery slope of divisiveness, of just decimating the people, the law enforcement, our schools, our businesses. Uh, the simple proof of people leaving this state is all we need to know that we've got some serious problems. People leaving this state, how do we keep that from happening? Well, we make life real for them. We First of all, we bring transparency and accountability to government. We show, you know, I've, I've proposed a, a zero-based budget, for example, where every agency and department's going to have to start at zero and build their case up. We're going to find a lot of junk in that. We've actually found some waste recently in a, in a DCFS uh, a meeting that I had. Do tell. Money left on the table. These, these agencies come every year, and they want to, they want more money. 
So we, we sat in a committee meeting and, and listened for a request for $140 more million for next year than it had this year, yet uh, these agencies left, you know, the children are dying. That's what they're telling us at DCFS. Right. They don't have enough people to get out and take care of the situations, yet $12 million was left on the table last, this will be left on the table this year, $28 million was left on the table last year, and all this gets dumped right back into the general fund and it disappears. So uh, this happens with every agency. It's just bad leadership from the top down and uh, just the lack of business sense uh, that needs to be, that we need in this state. Well, well the bureaucrats are not going to like what you're talking about. How do you get by those guys? You tell the people because the people are going to make the difference. We've got to bring industry back to Illinois. We've got terrible business uh, regulations, terrible. You know, it costs uh, two and a half times more for workers' compensation insurance in Illinois than any other, than any other state around. So once we attract business back here, we begin to put people to work. We begin to get the people to work right now that are still collecting unemployment. That needs to end. Jobs are abounding out there. This CARES money that is still coming in, that needs to end. People need to get back to work. And, and this, is, this is life that I'm talking about. This is real life and not the fantasy that the Illinois government is living off of. Now, a little earlier, you mentioned the hate and division. I have to think that this big push for a critical race theory is part of that into our public government schools. As governor, what would you do about that? Well, the good thing is that it's not here yet, it's coming. Some school districts that may have chosen to bring that may be implementing that. Uh, that's not due to arrive in our school systems till 2025. So all the reason in the world uh, to, uh, to get me in office in 2022 and in 2023, uh, we'll put an end to it. You know, a friend of mine told me he got his tax bill. It was $5,000, okay, which in the Chicago area is not that bad. But like 4,200 of that went to his public schools. And the education outcomes are not good. They're passing the kids anyway. There has to be a better way, to more efficient way to fund public schools. Well, for the first and foremost, the biggest solution is that every electable position in the state, from school board to uh, county board to local city board, every electable position has got to be filled with a conservative-minded voice. That's the problem. If we, uh, if people like myself, I served for 17 years on the North Clay School Board. We ran in the black every year. We had a, we have an amazing school system down south. So if people will get involved, and that's what I, you know, I confront a lot of people about that, and they tell me how busy they are. I get that, but once people like you and I get involved in the school system, they're the ones that make the, make the decisions on the money that's being spent, on what's being done. That's actually how change can occur, other than sitting around the table and coming up with a different funding mechanism. First and foremost, again, transparency and accountability. That's the people coming to the table, setting, being part of the process, and watching where this money is going and having a say on reining it in where it needs to be reined in. You're a change agent. And some would say, well, you're just like a Donald Trump without the mean tweets. <laughs> okay. What do you say to something like that? I believe in bold and courageous leadership. I simply say what needs to be said. I do what needs to be done. And yes, uh, you season that with grace and uh, you attract people. And that's, uh, that's what's happening. People are being attracted to our campaign because I speak and I say like they are thinking that we just need someone to lay this on the table and, uh, and then begin to work off of it. Well, this is Illinois Family Spotlight. 
Our conversation with State Senator Darren Bailey, candidate for governor, will continue after this. What if it's not inevitable? For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street with The Point. What if the next step in the sexual revolution is actually not inevitable? What if the transgender dogma that's overstepping both legal and parental authority is just a step too far for too many? Well, Carl Truman thinks so, and his prediction seems to be vindicated by a recent decision of Karolinska Hospital in Sweden, one of the world's most renowned medical establishments, who just chose to end the practice of prescribing puberty blockers to minors. The hospital cited the high risk-to-benefit ratio of hormonal interventions in children. Also, what's called the Dutch protocol of blocking puberty and then administering cross-sex hormones may also be falling out of favor. And the British National Health Service has suspended new hormonal interventions for minors under 16. And there's also growing resistance in Finland. You see, chemically altering the bodies of healthy children after teaching them to hate their bodies? That's not just bad medicine, it's malpractice. Backing away from this ledge would be progress and would prove that jumping into the abyss isn't inevitable. I'm John Stone Street. Thanks for joining Illinois Family Spotlight. Monty Larry Cure, along with State Senator Darren Bailey, a Republican candidate for governor. He's downstate farmer, Christian educator, considers himself to be a change agent. A lot of parents are thinking, we need to make changes in our child's education. Our public schools are not really educating the kids in the way they should. They're not meeting up to uh, math and science and language standards, what have you. And the public schools are infused with critical race theory and hardcore Planned Parenthood sex ed. What do you think about efforts to get the kids out of the public schools and into Christian schools and home schools. Well, I want to reiterate first and foremost, the school board, a school board member's responsibility is to hire and fire, is to pick curriculum, and then to manage the finances. So I, would, I do want to reiterate that because I don't think that private or homeschool education will ever replace, you know, public education. We, we know that. We have that to deal with. I think it's a wonderful option. That's why Cindy and I, uh, you know, founded Full Armor Christian Academy six years ago to give a, in, in an area that the public schools still to this day really are safe. Those days of wickedness are coming. So, uh, so first and foremost, I want to make sure that everyone agrees we've got work to do or understands we've got work to do, that they need to get out, they need to run for these school board positions, and they need to show up at these school board meetings. But uh, with the curriculum out today, with the uh, junk of, of society, the homeschool and uh, private school is an absolutely wonderful option. And I'm going to tell you something, we've got to still continue to fight for that freedom that we have in here in Illinois because that is under attack. So a governor... Uh, places, uh, you know, we have to take a, ho- a hard look at ISBE, Illinois Board of Education, and uh, we've got to take a hard look at that. See, the governor places, handpicks those people. The governor picks and hand places the trustees of our, of our, uh, you know, our colleges. There's a lot of uh, influence that a governor has over education. This, let's take a look at this critical race theory. Let's not forget that the governor informed Isby to write this into the rule. Once this was written into the rule, it was simply passed by JCAR. This is not law. This is a 12 people allowed this to go through. So there's quite a bit that can be done to rein in and take back education as we know it in Illinois and save 
home schools and private schools because in the coming days you're going to see those places under serious attack by the uh, by the Democrats in Chicago and the teachers unions and the Chicago teachers union in Illinois Senate bill 818 it's in session right now to be voted on the two proponents that's where full sex edge education in our public schools from kindergarten all the way through high school. I call it hardcore when sex we, ed. Yes, when we sat in committee and debated that, the two proponents, even the bill sponsors, kept referring to Illinois Education Association and Planned Parenthood. Those are the two groups that, have, um, that are working with this, and it's disgusting. Well, if Planned Parenthood's for it, We're against it. That's exactly right. We're conducting this interview at the Speak Out Illinois Pro-Life Conference in Oak Brook. And as you know, pro-life bills go nowhere in the Illinois General Assembly. You get stuck in some committee, and we know that uh, pro-abortion bills usually advance. Uh, We don't know what's going to happen with the Parental Notice of Abortion Act. We're hoping that is stalled, but we know that the abortion rights folks, the pro-abortion lawmakers, even if they don't act on it this legislative session, they're going to keep pushing for that. So my question is, in a Democratic-controlled General Assembly, how do we push ahead with measures that protect life? Well, we simply have to do what I'm doing, and we have to run for higher offices and get involved. I found this out that was very evident with the lawsuit that we filed against the governor on July 2nd. I mean, we won the lawsuit. The lawsuit has not been overturned. It's not been dismissed. But um, the governor's platform and voice is much louder than ours. So that's probably one of the biggest reasons that we decided to move out of, that I decided to move out of the Senate and into this race for governor, is because to be able to share this conservative, this voice of hope, uh, this is how we do this because quite honestly and until we we inform our constituents we inform the people of illinois we give them hope we tell them what they that they must we've got to enlist them that's the grassroots effort that's behind even myself and our campaign we have got to give the people hope and something to expect because quite honestly uh, there is nothing that really can be done uh, in this current environment here in Illinois. It has got to change, and if we cannot change it in 2022, uh, we're going to be in some serious problems. We have to elect some pro-life lawmakers. There is a war on energy in Illinois. What's going on? So where I come from, and the reason that I'm running, is to protect the future initially for my 10 grandchildren. You get south of, let's say, uh, I-70, and uh, life becomes kind of pretty sparse. There's not a lot of opportunity for the future. And the reason that is is because for years, Southern Illinois and, and you know even the state of Illinois recognized that we have coal, we have oil, and we have farms, and, and that was the economy. Oil's being, or coal is being taken away. Oil is being threatened. The farms are getting larger, so we've got problems. People are wanting to go to this. Uh, you know, I have no problem uh, uh, experimenting and working with wind and solar, but the true, uh, the, the facts are that we are nowhere near replacing our energy needs. So what's going to happen immediately by, by uh, 2027, when when many of our coal-fired plants are closed down, we're going to start purchasing our energy from uh, Iowa, Indiana, Missouri, and Kentucky. That's going to net an added cost to Illinois consumers about $19 billion over the next 20 years. And then on top of that, they're trying to shut down the uh, the nuclear plants in northern Illinois. I was also a part of a, a working group with the budget uh, in energy. 
Here's what I learned. You shut down these, these um, nuclear plants, there's a net cost of $90 billion to create the wind and solar infrastructure to replace this. There's one major problem. The, uh, the capacity to harness and hold this energy, the battery storage facilities, they don't exist. That technology to hold that for when it's needed simply doesn't exist. So this was a new figure that was released just recently, $90 billion to replace the energy needs of the three uh, ComEd nuclear plants in, in northern Illinois, yet we still are without the energy that we're going to need on the on the dark nights, on the wintry days, on the days when the sun doesn't shine and the wind doesn't blow. We need, we certainly, I have no problem working towards that. We are absolutely nowhere. Elon Musk came out recently and made a statement and said these electric vehicles right now are just for, you know, just for experimentation, for entertainment, for something to have. We are not ready to go this, yeah, <laughs> we're not ready for this yet. How do we stop these guys from taking us to oblivion when it comes to our energy? We elect common sense money. So, so when you really boil my message down, and that's what we've been, even when I served on the North Clay School Board for 17 years, every two years on a, on a school board, you elect either three or, or four members. Every year I did everything possible to make sure that there were five, six, seven people, even in years when I was running, because I want people, you know, it's always good for people to have choice, but more importantly, it's good that people experiment and run and, and get outside of this bubble. People are scared to death to speak in public. They're scared to death to, uh, you know, to show up at events for fear of rejection. We have got to, that's, that's how we take this. Can you imagine what our founding fathers and the people that lived in this country over 250 years ago had to experience when they decided they wanted something different and they decided they were going to come up against the world's greatest army? We're living that today and our voices are being squelched. This We have to ask ourselves why the Chicago area is like it is. Well, it's like it is because there's been no conservative voice running for any of these seats in well over 20 years with the representative and the senatorial districts that are represented in the Chicago area. That has got to change. Men and women have got to stand up, they've got to speak up, and they've got to uh, uh, just share these common sense ideals. And we have got to get ourselves educated, informed, and then most importantly, we have got to get ourselves activated and acclimated in, in state government because everything that we're talking about today, it's not coming down from Washington. It's coming down from our, our local courthouses and Springfield. You were instrumental in challenging the governor in his shutdown of churches. And my concern is the left is already preparing for the next pandemic. Boy, our freedom is really at risk right now. What are your thoughts? Well, people, I've said from day one, uh, see, we, we had the plan to take care of this called the Illinois Emergency Management Agency Act. It's a 232-page document. Uh, you would have thought that thing was written many years ago for, for such a time as, as uh, 2020 and 2021. However, what happened is we've, we have a tyrant as a governor, and he decided he wanted to you know, take things back well past 250 years ago that, that one person knows best. We cannot allow that to happen anymore. It is the role of government to educate and to inform, to seek whatever help that we might need and then present it to the people. But the people live their lives in a free constitutional republic without any interruption from the government as we've witnessed. What we witnessed this past uh, year and a half, we can never live and forego this again. I want to 
back up a little here and talk about another energy matter. You almost have to take out a second mortgage now to fill up your car, your SUV, or your truck. Is it time to roll back the Pritzker uh, gas tax increase? Well, it's interesting because uh, a lot of this money that was, uh, so obviously, you know, the, the tax increase, that was the infrastructure bill. That was supposed to go to roads and bridges and improvements. It's interesting because Governor Pritzker is contending that he wants 100 million of those revenues already to go into the 2022 uh, budget. So we're already seeing money, uh, you know, pulled out. We're seeing money being spent on, you know, water parks in Decatur. I mean, this, the, again, I'm going to back up from the very first comment, transparency and accountability in government. It is absolutely missing. Yes, we are. Uh, it, it is. It, that is exactly what should be done because this money is not being spent responsibly. This money's people ask all the time, where's the money at from the uh, from the marijuana? Where's the money at from the from gambling? It just kind of disappears. It sounds good when uh, when they try to sell this because that's the only way you can sell it is, is say that we're going to put this money towards good works, and then all the next thing we know, we don't know where the money is going, and we're deeper in debt than we've ever been before. So yes, this is absolute nonsense of what's going on with energy, what's going on with our our gas and diesel prices, and and it's time to do something about it. All right. Well, if people want to do something about it, they might want to contact your campaign for governor. How can they connect? Thank you very much. Contact us. I have a very active web page, baileyforillinois.com, and uh, we stay very active on Facebook. Look us up, Bailey for Illinois. But you will learn and find everything, everything that we talked about right now, you will learn in real time uh, on my Facebook page. I'll keep you updated when you need to get activated uh, with a witness slips in state government, when you need to be calling those uh, representatives and senators who are making these foolish decisions. And uh, yes, that's the grassroots movement again that's taking place is on social media for us. Look at the website, see what you think, and uh, thank you for listening to Illinois Family Spotlight. Tell your family and friends to support the work of the Illinois Family Institute. Until next time, stay healthy, stay active, and God bless. For more information about Illinois Family Spotlight, visit ifiaction.org. And to email questions and comments, do so at feedback at ifiaction.org.